Hello and welcome to the Squats and Snickers podcast, a podcast for myself, Ruth Mack, and Claire Tracy, where we're inviting you into our virtual kitchen table to join in conversations on whatever is piquing our interest. So pop on your headphones, grab a coffee, head for a walk, and enjoy the show. Now, today we thought we'd start by introducing ourselves to you, but we'll start with Claire because she's got a lot of history with strength and conditioning that I'm sure she'd love to share with you. And actually, I'm sure there's quite a lot that I also don't know about Claire. So Claire, (laughs) hi. Hi. Oh, I'm really excited about this. Um, I, I've said that I wanted to start a podcast for quite a while and I've just never done it. And I think this feels like the right moment to start doing it, to tie in with, you know, online based stuff, which I think suits having a podcast because you don't see them. So it's good to like, yeah. So I, I mean, like I had a podcast before, but doing it with someone else is so much nicer because yeah. Get that accountability so Claire is going to hold me accountable and I'll hold her accountable yeah to do our podcast so yeah and um, so Claire can you start with telling us because obviously for those that don't know Claire and I are both co- coaches with ESG fitness online and Claire has had quite a change to her life in the last year not just because she's been coaching with us but she's also welcomed a baby but before that do you want to start from the beginning and tell us a little bit about your kind of um past with regards to your fitness and strength conditioning and so on I'll start from the beginning and why I actually got into it so like I have always been into fitness like at school I like every day I was doing stuff at like MPE and then after school club and then evening sessions like literally I probably was overtraining like because I loved it so much like every sport I did it um you know, every competition I did it, I just loved it. Um, and then for some reason, I went to art school. <laughs> oh, no, 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 that I didn't see coming. I didn't know yeah. that about her, by the way. <laughs> so I thought sport is something that I can always keep as a hobby really easily. And I was like, I loved them both. And I was like, do I go to PE, you know, be a PE teacher or do I go to art school and do whatever I can do there and I was like okay I'm going to choose the art route because of what I've just said you know sport can easily be a hobby and I did the four years it's four years in Scotland by the way um and then I graduated and I loved it but I was like oh that's not really what I want to (laughs) do so then (laughs) luckily my parents were very supportive of me going back to do another four-year degree in physiology sports science so I'm basically forever student yeah. uh, and luckily in Scotland it's not as expensive to do degrees like the first one is free the second one is still cheaper than whatever you would pay in England like so um, yeah they supported me with that and then I did my masters in snc and the reason that i actually chose snc was because when i was on my undergrad i went and did this rowing coaching qualification and the assessor there just getting to know us all i was like oh i've gone back to do this and he was like well 
what what are you going to do and I was like what do you mean he said but what are you going to do after physiology sports science because there's so much you can do and you need to start thinking about that now I was like oh um and he's like have you thought about strength and conditioning and I was like what's strength and conditioning and (laughs) he was like well um this is Bill I talked about it you know working with athletes which primarily is was strength and conditioning was just working with athletes but now strength and conditioning can be working with anybody but when it came out the court like the term was coined around supporting an athlete so that's what it was back then and he was like I'm doing this course it was like a first for sport like level two or three course for strength and conditioning so he's a very good salesman because he got me on it <laughs> and it introduced me it was like a bite-sized introduction to snc with the olympic lifting like speed and agility like just programming all of these things and then from then i was like right this is what i want to do so i started to do all my experience around my physiology degree um trying to gear myself up to be able to get a job after getting my master's in SNC and you know setting myself up so that's basically why I chose SNC um and yeah and that after that I did my master's at Edinburgh Uni and then started working for the Scottish Institute of Sport uh working with like so I don't know if any if anyone doesn't know what an institute of sport is. There's the English Institute, there's the Scottish Institute. You're basically working with um is athletes representing like GB or Scotland or England, but they're not like professional athletes. They're um it's different levels. Like I was working with um Scottish fencers was my main thing and GB fencers. Um, I can't why can't I remember the name seriously I can't I can't talk properly right now baby brain is real (laughs) you mean yeah right well we'll, we will go on to that in a minute but um you mean the kind of like almost you'd say like semi-pros or people that are building up so yeah good club level yeah on the um program to become um, yeah they're not professional like say for example a boxer could be representing GB but they can't be a professional boxer like yeah so anyway I was that's what I kind of was my first proper S&C job before that I'd done internships with like Glasgow Warriors and like Hamilton Football Club and the Institute of Sport as well so I'd done quite a lot before that um and yeah it just spiraled spiraled from there and then I worked for Origin Fitness have you heard of them their gym equipment company yeah I have heard of them yeah so I um basically for them I created their education and delivered it to any of any of the gyms that we put our equipment in so we would offer like training with the equipment but also like other uh topics like programming or strength and conditioning as a whole so I did that so I was their master trainer um and then after that that's when I went to I actually loved that job do you know it was actually really great because it was like a mix of teaching and coaching because I had athletes on the side and like that was a really good job anyway then I went back and got my first full-time job in SNC which was at St Andrews University 
And I think that was like, I think I cried when I got that job. <laughs> I felt it, like I'm official. <laughs> you are official. Can I just say, you might have picked up from this, but Claire is like the loveliest person as well. So if you're going to have a coach, you want like somebody that's kind of like, no, I say normal. Obviously, she's not normal because she's got like this amazing history behind her, but, um, but like a normal person. And I guess like obviously you've had you've had your job your SNTZ job at St Andrews and all that while you've been continuing your own training your your own strength training did you have any like performance goals yourself during this time or was it mainly just kind of there working um yeah because when I I think so I started mainly as a swimmer and then at school and then a rower at university so I was always really a, in sports that were quite like obsessive um do you know swimming is, I, this is one thing actually I'm going to just quickly ask you this question swimming is one of the only sports I know that as kids gymnastics is a bit like it as well that they get you training multiple times a day and it doesn't feel like they have those necessarily as so many kind of down sessions it just seems like it's a lot and I notice it now with the kids they've got to be there early in the morning and back in the evening and it's interesting because most of the other things they're like you need this kind of you need that day to go and do something different or snc and things like that is that for a reason or is that just what it's like yeah I think it's so swimming and rowing it's obviously a physiological sport so it's like the more you do, the miles you get in the water creates that swimmer. So I think, I, I just think that's it. It's the fact that the more you do, the fitter you are. So, um, obviously the more strength training you do, that's yeah. great. You do is great, but you do definitely need to have some recovery between. Yeah, your- definitely. Like, I think uh swimming and rowing they've definitely got better but I remember when I did it um there wasn't really SNC when I was doing these sports as a kid um and anything that you did was like all when it started to come and it was all like circuit based so again it was more like loads of reps sets going for time like not really hitting actual strength as a quality so I know we say strength training but obviously we've got like strength power hypertrophy muscular endurance and all of these um qualities that you can train and strength being you know a a one rep to say up to six reps or so that top end of it that was definitely not trained uh, when I was younger. And I think the focus is, is changing. Like, like some of the clubs I've worked with and know we're linked to with the union stuff, like Gloucestershire, um, they're introducing strength training to support their school kids now. So like it is changing. And I think along with that will be conversations about loading, which was not something that was had much before, I think. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. And again, like, um, I see kids coming in to the gym that I used to work at, the swimmers and their parents are obviously 
understanding the importance of strength training and have actually paid for them to have personal training sessions to help yeah. them in that area and I know it's helped their performance so um yeah. it's great that they've had that extra it's even better that you're saying that clubs are putting this into place now as well um for the yeah. kids. so I think they understand that it's improving performance but it's also hopefully going to reduce injury as well um you know so it's like tell us more about that actually just because I know that people are listening and perhaps will be people that are suffering from injuries like if they're you know if they're recreational runners or even recreational any sport football any sport guaranteed at some point they'll have had an injury so strength training you were just saying avoiding injury in what way like I for the people out there let's let's go touch on that a little bit yeah I think there's a few things I think um increasing muscle mass I think one to be able to withstand like any impact that any sport makes for for example muscle mass for say rugby um impact sports stuff like that so having more cushion on your body is a huge thing so that could be for the hypertrophy generally just being able to um like get stronger in a sense that you can increase like say your running economy so um being able hills, to- for example i guess Pardon? I always think the hills is where you notice the difference as a, somebody that strength trains, like as in yeah. you're like you power yeah. up the hills. So like every, the running economy basically is like um, how efficient you are at running. So you're able to put more force through the ground each step. So you can take more force. So you're able to basically cope with the demands that's going through your body better which will reduce injury. So that's to any part of your body, the bones, ligaments, tendons. Um, and then what about the I joints? Well? Well, sorry, I was going to say yeah. what about No, 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 no. Because I guess that um, a lot of people will say um, that they can't do certain exercises because of um, sore knees and things like that. But then that can be something as well, can't it, that, that getting stronger can actually help with? Yeah, I think... Um, like when people are getting injured, it's because they're not able to cope with the demands of whatever activity they're doing. So the stronger you are, the it's you're just more able to be able to cope with more things. So if your knees feel sore doing something like, for example, uh, certain jumps or lands or something in a certain sports, if you can actually then start to lift and get stronger and then introduce jumping or you know drop jumps or any of these things to your program then it means you're how I approach strength training to support anybody is basically what is the what are the demands of their sport or life and then it's about trying to train them to be able to withstand more than say that game day or that run or that yeah this is for doesn't say this is for uh, you you work with professional professionals but also the gen pop the yeah. average person and yeah. average people probably are even more in need of this yeah in so, arguably exactly and like how strength training 
you can structure strength training differently as well but I like to structure it more as like functional (laughs) I know that's a term that is thrown about quite a lot um but if you think of strength training as sitting picking things up pushing pulling everything you do in general life if you can get stronger at all of those movements then you should be able to withstand that and be capable of that as you age which I think is huge for a lot of the population that we'll work with with Emma is going through menopause bone density decreasing all of that strength training will help all of that will keep your function you know I'm going to share something actually I I wasn't I thought it might come up but um I was looking at a like a a meta-analysis thing on studies and they're saying and this is where your functional thing really comes in because they're saying um to preserve or improve bone density during with postmenopausal women and this was without HRT it was doing a combination of resistance and high impact weight bearing exercise um was shown and it it really was the two together so the jumping and all of those things yeah you've got us are highly important aren't they yeah they they are and that's one huge like speed is one quality you lose as you age so I think and I say speed, I say it as a quality. I don't just mean running fast, I mean moving fast. So that could be a jump, you know. Um, that's one quality that you lose really easily as you age and you just get slower and slower. So if you can incorporate movements into your training that do in- impact like jumps and lands and all of that, then that is definitely something that will benefit you. Like. Yeah. And if you can't do those yet, you get stronger and then you can do those. Exactly. And yeah. And I think that's the thing is people think, oh my God, I don't want to go and do loads of jumps now. Like, but there's so many ways to introduce jumps. Like, like I've trained a lot of kids as well. And training youth and kids, you need to really introduce all of this gradually to them. And a bit is like, I think people think that, um, so like, God, what was I going to say? <laughs> I that's right. What I'm trying to get at with the kid thing is people when I, when they say, "Oh, kids are going to strength train," they think that they're going to throw a barbell on the back straight away, but it's not. Literally, I have a kid working with broomsticks, and that's what you can do with adults who haven't trained before as well. So it's about starting everybody at that bit where they feel confident and getting the movements right. Um, so jumps could literally be jumping onto a box like that big do you know so it, it's like, all about progression <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and actually you know with the other thing and I do feel like I need to touch on it because the bit that Claire's not told you about is that she's got a, a lovely little baby but I'm just going to quickly with the jumps touch on pelvic floor because that is something that I know a lot of women will be going I can't possibly do that um because of my pelvic floor which is also a muscle that you can strengthen so again most of the time unless there's been some significant trauma to it you can strengthen that as well through your kegel exercises but actually even in the gym by doing those strength training exercises that work your work your um your core as in your posture and your core as well you, you can actually help your pelvic floor so she'd have you covered on it all bases wouldn't you claire <laughs> hopefully 
Uh, tell us a little bit uh, about, we will come back to a bit more, I'm sure, questions about like strength training, but tell us how life has changed for you as well, because that all sounds very glamorous, being an SNC coach and working at St Andrews Uni and then going and working with different teams. This yeah like that is it anymore <laughs> no yeah so after St Andrews that's obviously when I moved down to England um to the University of Gloucestershire um that role was completely different because it was I was in the teaching part of the university so um the academic side I was kind of embedded into that and it's funny in SNC there's like a world of academics and a world of coaches and they kind of like butt heads coaches are like oh, academics don't understand the real world and academics are like oh coaches are dumb so it's kind of obviously that's just the extremes there's people who cross over and there are people who don't think like that but that's kind of like this battle I think there's always battles between different groups so I moved to this job where uh I help with my my official role as technical demonstrator but then I'm also the lead of SNC there and TAS SNC coach where I work with Bristol City that's now over um because the funding's all changed and we don't support them anymore which is really sad so I went from doing all of that and then I got pregnant, obviously. And now, I don't know, it's so weird. I feel like really a distance, distant from S&C now. But actually, what you're doing now, not just mumming, but I used to be a teacher and I would say like a primary teacher, so very different. Um, I see when I first found that out, sorry to interrupt, but I was like, I can see that like because you're so lovely and I was like I can see that (laughs) it was a while ago but the thing that I think and this is if you've worked in the education side at the university is that um there's a lot of overlap between coaching people with yeah and and, um with personal training and so on from teaching so you say that like you feel more distant but what you're doing now with coaching is quite almost teaching again maybe a little bit it it definitely is yeah I don't know my role was quite good there oh it is good I've not left I'm just on maternity leave because I was teaching and coaching so I was like leading the SNC mentoring coaches to coach all of the teams at the uni but then I was coaching Bristol City Women's Academy and some of the scholars but then I was teaching as well as assisting teaching and doing all of the technical work so I don't know it was it is a really good role um but I think I'm coming to the end of that position I feel like I've got a lot from it and I'm ready to make the next move and I think this was a huge part in making the next move um and having Tommy it's just made me see things differently as well and I just want to I don't know like I really love doing this and I think this is really touching me working with Claire's said a few times on like we had like have our little coaches group like until you had Tommy you didn't necessarily understand some of the struggles that people are having and now you do understand and I think that's it kind of been a bit of a like okay this is the first time that I felt nervous doing that or I've not been able to do that or I've had to think about my diet again or whatever tell tell us how it's coming out of it like 
I think I think I've said this before when you're embedded in the fitness industry when it's your job I would say it it is easier to maintain health and fitness because you're living it that might not be for everybody but I for me it is like I worked at a gym so I can train at the gym you're yeah like I, I always find that whole we've all got the same 24 hours attitude really irritating because actually if you are a personal trainer who works in a gym yeah you're there Four hours are a bit easier to get your training in. exactly you're there and then you're in the environment you've got almost so much more accountability because you work with people who are in the environment like it's just easier um and then having Tommy like now I understand like first I've got a little like an actual little person relying on me 24 7 so it's about working with James my partner and figuring out okay when can I go and train um so it's not just about me anymore it's like actually uh, a unit and I didn't get that before like I'd be like oh just go to the gym like what is holding you but that's not you've got to look after these little people they rely on you and I mean how old is Tommy now is he six months how old is he six coming months? up to six months yeah I mean, they don't tend to look after themselves yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But actually, I have a client who's got a babe, probably similar age to Tommy. And she was saying to me, it's almost made her more efficient for her at going to the gym because she said, like, whereas before you could go, oh, I'll go, I might go then or I'll go then. She's like, now she has to go, oh, my okay. husband look after a baby. Like, I have to, this is my only yeah. opportunity. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. I get that I really do and I think the other thing that I found hard was nutrition my over pregnancy my uh cravings it wasn't even much it wasn't really cravings actually it was my aversions like I hated all of my normal food like fruit and veg and actually fruit I could eat fruit but veg and meat like I literally went off it and that's what my dinners are is usually just meat and veg like I love it and I all I wanted to eat was like pizza or potato and like beans and cheese and like cheese I can relate I can relate I different oh. with both but my first loved a Belgian bun yeah <laughs> and then I was like I don't know why I've put in so much weight in pregnancy yeah. I was like oh. I ate my way through pregnancy I I did and I would you know there was things that I did like I would actually be able to get goodness in I still enjoyed a smoothie and so that meant that I could get fruit and some greens in or something in my smoothie so I was thinking of ways of how I can get goodness in but generally my food quantity calorie wise just went up so I obviously gained the weight but when I had Tommy it wasn't like it switched back to my new diet like I thought I was broken like I literally, I was, I was thinking like, I thought when I'd have Tommy, all my cravings would like, or aversions would go away and I would be normal again. And it wasn't like that. It took a while. It took about a couple of months for me to be like, I'm eating normal again. Yeah. You know, like having I really like oats in the morning and I like my meat and veg in the evening. Lunch is always a bit varied, but like, that's what I love. And I couldn't do that 
and now I can and I'm like oh my god I'm not broken <laughs> no it is it is funny because you then think are those aversions because during that stage you were feeling quite poorly like it like I think there's one it's ridiculous but when I was pregnant with my second child my first was watching a program called Way Blue and the music would play for this Way Blue song and even now if I hear that music not that it's on anymore I feel a little bit sick yeah. <laughs> I'm like and it must just be that I'm remembering how yeah. bad I felt yeah. in pregnancy and then like my youngest is 11 so <laughs> I should be over it now <sighs> but I think it, but I feel I don't know if you felt like this I think it really let me understand when people you know like because obviously everybody's diet experience is different and I think it really let me understand when people don't enjoy veg or fruit and how to navigate that and how to navigate like feeling tired and having to make quick meals and like all of these things like and how and how to like try I don't know just diet issues which I never had before I had to try and navigate and I think that really helped me and sympathized a lot yeah. more it would do though, wouldn't it and actually I think that I mean I came a different way like I started there as a, as a somebody that wasn't in the fitness industry at all and you know it it's um understanding the things that people can do makes coaching easier so actually you're probably yeah. a better coach now for or better coach for the gen pop now for understanding what life can is like and actually that break break it or changing that mindset and those beha- behavior change is hard especially yeah. if it's caused by pregnancy feeling a bit yeah yeah definitely so, so yeah yeah and I'm always basically trying to not get back to my old self because that's not really what's going to happen but it's kind of I feel like I'm trying to create a new me and I know that my training will probably for a long time won't be exactly what I did before but I feel like I'm getting back to it I'm trying to get my steps in which I find the hardest thing actually because we live in the country and I don't walk everywhere I drive everywhere and before I used to walk everywhere and I'm finding that hard so yeah, it's just trying to find ways to increase all of, huh? You have to when you live. I live in the countryside too, and it's like I if I want to get my steps, I have to go for a walk. Yeah, Whereas, yeah. Because I drive to town. I'm 20 minutes from yeah. town. Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. It's so hard. it is, and with Tommy, when he doesn't always like being in the pram, it's an excuse for me. But it's it's just harder so yeah now it's about navigating all of that and I feel like it's really helping me understand when people say I don't have time for that or it's about okay well let's try and find time and it's really it's helped there's normally something and I think the thing is with having children and we won't talk for too much but the thing about having babies or whatever is that you might have the best intentions to do whatever you set to do that day but they've decided either not yeah. to sleep and you are exhausted or yeah. they're not well or whatever's happened and you can't be selfish with those plans. So then on those days you think, well, what can I manage today? And it might be yeah. very right it? Yeah, which and has I- been the past few weeks with Tommy's teething. Like I'm co-sleeping with him some nights, not every night. 
but when I do he just wants to be fed all night so then I wake up and I'm like I just want to go back to sleep so training on those days feels stupid because I'm so tired like (laughs) yeah that you're probably better on those days going for a walk (laughs) instead of doing some like heavy training aren't you and then I guess it is now being kind to yourself as you would the people you coach actually it's probably helpful you'd be like what would I say to my clients yeah and I think I talked about this on my Instagram I thought I said this to you as well the whole ethos of like imperfect action is something that I didn't do before I was I'm definitely all or nothing which swing rowing bodybuilding like oh yeah I did bodybuilding at one point like all of those things drill into you it's all or nothing and that was definitely me and then listening to like what I'm saying to clients and listening to you and Emma and Andy like I now have to implement all of this on myself like imperfect action is something that I am definitely doing right now and it's helped me so much like I think it's six kilos I've lost um since trying to lose weight like I didn't try to lose weight until like eight weeks after I don't think but I think I've lost six kilos and I know some of that is going to be uterus (laughs) but not 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 from it's like how long is it is it like I thought the uterus went down by three months or whenever whenever they say your uterus returns back to normal I started to weigh myself then yeah yeah I was like I don't see the point of weighing myself before that because my uterus is still shrinking yeah um I think it might be that you've just lost body fat Claire I don't think it's on uterus not when you're nearly six months old and (laughs) and one thing I will say as well is that um and Emma and I touched on this on a podcast um her podcast the other day is that um after having babies and your body's changed it's not necessarily about comparing yourself to the body that you had before it's like and and again not necessarily accepting that oh this is it now I I think my body changed after having kids and there's things that aren't going to change back because I've got extra skin or whatever but um I look at pictures of me before and I know anyway that I'm stronger now and I do think that having gone through looking after children, not being able to be self, I do think there's like a mental resilience. If I compare myself to old me, I think you can yeah. become stronger. Like, I think I prefer this version of myself, if that makes sense. So I, don't, but I think that's how you should view it. I really like, love that. Yeah, because I think that when you're younger and it's like all about you, yeah. you're, not so, you're not so strong. And I mean, strong mm-hmm. in body, great, great to be strong in body. But I also think there comes a strength of mind as well and a determination that comes that you're like a little bit just I think so yeah because yeah I think the best is yet to come I don't yeah yeah I like that and I think a lot of it like like with Tommy he's not something I can give up but I could but (laughs) yeah well (laughs) yeah (laughs) but like things like going through his birth going through looking after him there are things that you can't just like give up you have to do it like he had to come out of me so I became really resilient after that awful birth Uh, and I think now it's the same 
Like I have to look after him. So very, very you know, cute. Go and look at Claire on, on Instagram and there will be pictures of Tommy. Very, very, very cute. He's really like, cute. Really big eyes. Lovely eyes. Can I just say before we finish up, because I know we're going to be finishing soon, but your uterus returns back to normal. It says six to eight weeks, but at six weeks, it says it weighs about two ounces. So I don't think the six kilos <laughs> that you have lost was your uterus yeah okay I know that straight after but I do know like I don't know about you but after I had mine I I literally immediately ballooned with water it was so weird I went poof and then that was after my second I looked in the mirror and it was almost like during labor I just kind of expanded around my face um so have, yeah it was so weird it was just with Arthur I don't know because both of mine were traumatic first I'm not very good at having children well. uh, <laughs> I just they were both back to back I just must have funny hips or whatever but anyway, it was weird I remember looking in the mirror and being like what's happened to my face and they're like got a touch of water there and I was like <laughs> but um yeah a so touch you touch of water a touch of water I was it's like <laughs> yeah anyway is there anything else that we need to know about you before we round up our first episode of this podcast I think so I think I think uh, I've got to my Gloucestershire. I think the only thing is, is like maybe what training I did and like I've kind of touched on it, like the swimming, rowing, bodybuilding. And I like to use myself as like an example, like a, a test subject almost. So I've trained like a weightlifter. I've trained like a powerlifter. I've trained like, you know, I've done netball and badminton and like all of these different sports and karate. And I think that has been something that has really helped me understand different people and athletes and you know different ways of training and yeah I think that's helped me as well be a coach that's something that I always try to oh oh, always try to do and I think this last phase is something that's added to that as well even though it wasn't like an experiment just to get pregnant and have Tommy (laughs) like it's almost like a really great thing to have gone through to now understand how to train and program that too yeah yeah absolutely and you're you're building in your training again so you know what it's like to be coming back I mean you've you've helped athletes come back from injury and gen pop come back from injury actually coming back from having a baby is a period of like detraining and you're training yourself back up from a period of detraining and yeah. like obviously some people will carry on training as normal throughout pregnancy but um most mo- most of the time you're not making performance gains during that time yeah um yeah. most people would be detraining a bit wouldn't wouldn't they during that time so yeah it's useful to be a test subject that's not coming from already being top of your game yeah it, it is yeah for sure so yeah, yeah. well so in our what well, we're gonna carry on doing these podcasts next one we'll talk a little bit about me and I have to be honest it's not going to be as SNC impressive as Claire um, <laughs> it's, it's impressive it's Ruth impressive <laughs> it's different um it might be a bit shorter <laughs> but um, we'll chat about that and then we will go on and we'll we'll start kind of seeing what people are asking and making sure that we're giving you the facts and the information you want with the skills that we have so i'm looking forward to it yay (laughs) we'll end it there so thank you very much